Are you ready to take your leadership in your organization to the next level and beyond? Your competitors will be there before you know it. Today's leaders must perpetually innovate their leadership approach, evolve their organizations, and grow faster than the competition. Welcome to Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet innovative leaders who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world, and you can become the next big success story. Now, here is your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovating Leadership, Co-Creating Our Future. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf. I'm the founder and CEO of the Innovative Leadership Institute. We help leaders identify disruptive trends and envision the opportunities these trends create. We help them elevate the quality of their leadership and transform their organizations to build sustainable success and impact. I'm a regular contributor to Forbes and the lead author on an award-winning book series focusing on innovating how you lead and transforming your organization. And I am also a fellow with the International Leadership Association. I am delighted to bring to you recorded live at the International Leadership Association Conference 2019 in Ottawa, Canada, whose theme is Courage to Lead, a series of interviews. Next, you'll hear Cynthia Cherry, the president of ILA, to introduce the conference, and then I'll be back to introduce our guests. International instability is only getting worse in today's world, and it cries out for a need for leadership. Hi there, this is Cynthia Cherry, President and CEO of the International Leadership Association, and the ILA has as its mission to advance leadership knowledge and practice for a better world. At this year's global conference in Ottawa, our theme was Leadership, Courage Required. And it was a gathering of 1,200 professionals from around the world to discuss, share, and explore the latest research, teachings, and best practices in leadership. In this series, ILA fellow Maureen Metcalf is the host of the 2019 series, and you will hear from corporate leaders, political leaders, and the leading scholars and teachers grappling with the complex issues of today. I hope you will join me in exploring these complex issues in the 2019 series. With me on the show today is Annie Relieu and Danielle Hinkle. Annie, a Montrealer born to a business-oriented family, Bellico founding CEO, knows how to do business without compromising her values and convictions. That's why she chose to redefine the notion of clean by creating a line of eco-friendly home and body care products designed for conscious living. Fervent defender of local sourcing, she sits on different committees, including Made in Montreal, Women Leadership, and Ethical being causes close to her heart. She is a mentor of young women in business, She's also part of Quebec's entrepreneurship promotion groups. As a mother of two, Annie is driven by her desire to protect future generations. By investing in innovation and eco-design within an industry which sets his sights far from sustainable development issues, she seeks with Bellico to define tomorrow's business as a transparent entity, respectful of its employees, the community, and the environment. Diane Hinkle, founder and CEO of 
Diane Hinkle Enterprises, markets avant-garde and non-invasive technologies for medical aesthetic centers. In addition, as a brand, she develops franchises and offers Medico Aesthetic Express services and a range of cosmetic products. Just recently, she launched a digital television platform, Danielle Hinkle TV, entirely dedicated to empowering small and medium-sized businesses and offering visibility to entrepreneurship in the regions. As a speaker, Diane lends her voice to many causes around the world, social entrepreneurship, education, succession, social skills, health, human and ethical values in business, just to name a few. So I am delighted to have both of you on the show today. Today's subject, as a certified B Corp since 2015, Annie has made a pledge to become a natural ambassador and promote the movement across Quebec. She believes in 2030, a company that is not transparent, inclusive, and socially and environmentally responsible will be outdated. We must redefine the key successes of tomorrow's business we need to start now. Each of our stakeholders is essential. We need to commit to deliver value to all of them for the future success of our companies, our communities, and our countries. And I am delighted to discuss this subject. It is near and dear to my heart also. So welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's start with what is a B Corp? For many of our listeners, and we have a global audience, they don't know what this is. Well, B Corp stands for Benefit Corporation. It's a movement that started in the U.S. And basically, to really make sure everyone understands it very simply, you open your status of incorporation. Mm -hmm. Profit is important. We all agree with that. But not to the detriment of the environment nor the society. So it's managing your business, profit, people, planet. We look at the governance of the, gov the company, we look at the community, we look at the products, and we look at the employee. And therefore, we redefine all of the business standards according to a more sustainable uh, platform. So similar to conscious capitalism. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We manage with purpose. We want to make sure that our business is designed to be sustainable and not just sustainable longevity the social responsibility of a business is not only profit so we understand today we need to make money but like i say we have other issues also to uh, to take care of so we manage with purpose and i want to say for, for many people i don't know that we understand that the responsibility for a traditional c corp is to maximize return to stockholders. Absolutely. And so the distinction is structural and important that if you are structured as a C-Corp, your goal is maximizing financial returns. Absolutely. Not ethical, not unethical, but being a corporation for good isn't the charter. No, exactly. When you incorporate your business, the main objective is maximizing the value of the stockholder. That's basically what we learn in finance through university. Yeah. Today, we cannot manage businesses like that. So that's why we have these incorporation businesses, a new mm -hmm. form, an hybrid, where you, you do your incorporation with profit, but you add your social objectives and your environmental objectives. It is all the same. 
So you converted a C Corp to a B Corp. Absolutely. How do you do that? It's legal. You actually open the status of incorporation to incorp the B certified, meaning if one day uh, and soon I will have a board of directors. Mm -hmm. Today I'm buying uh, 99% of my suppliers are in Canada. Mm-hmm. And 90% of all of my products are within 500 kilometers of my head office in Montreal. Okay. Okay. That means my board of directors one day could say, hmm, Annie, this bottle you're producing downtown Montreal costs you 30 cents. We could have it for 10 cents elsewhere, Mexico, China, Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And the board has the right to say no because we are, as a B Corp, favoring the local economy and making sure that we reinvest Mm -hmm. in our economy. So that's why we structure it legally. It's really to protect the board of directors, the managers, and the CEO. I love the idea that there is now a structural mechanism to allow CEOs and boards to expand the decision-making. Absolutely. Because conscious capitalism, while it's a movement, isn't a legal structure. No. So, and having a legal structure, and on top of it, having a structure for every part of your business really solidifies the foundation of your business. Because as much as my suppliership, like I was saying, is local, mm-hmm. I need to have a responsible purchasing policy. Mm-hmm. We need to have those structure because that's what, when you hire new people, they can go and continue on your values. Mm-hmm. Whenever you hire someone, the evaluation of the employee, the handbook of the employee does include your values, your social values, your environmental Mm -hmm. objectives. Mm -hmm. So when you do the evaluation every year with your colleagues, you bring up those issues. So it's more than just legal. It's legal, it structures the business, and on top of it, it's organizational, that's it, to really make sure that every department stands behind our value. Mm-hmm. Marketing, for example, it's responsible marketing. We cannot just sell products to go on the shelf. Mm-hmm. We've got to talk about life cycle. We've got to talk about plastic footprint. We've got to talk about all of those issues. Mm-hmm. So that's part now of the structure of the business. So culture, behavioral systems, processes, the entire construct is Absolutely. aligned with my values. The corporate structure and your yeah. values. And then you make sure your mission, first and mm-hmm. foremost, because it comes up from the CEO, it mm-hmm. goes down, you establish mm-hmm. your values, then you do your mission and vision mm-hmm. on your values, which is very important to me. Mm-hmm. I, I had the chance at 42 to start a business with two children on my values, not on anyone else's values, but on uh, mine. Mm-hmm. And my willingness to buy local was important, to dress mm-hmm. locally was important, to to make sure that I re-give in the local economy. For me, it mm-hmm. gives me butterflies when I buy my caps and bottles and soap mm-hmm. 10 minutes away. That really makes me very happy. Fabulous. So just to, to clarify, B Corp mm-hmm. doesn't always mean local. 
No. You are defining it for you as well. For my business, okay. exactly. You know, you set up your objectives for the governance, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, they will propose B Corp to be transparent. They will also uh, help you see if you want to share your stocks with your employees. Mm. For that part, I'm not doing it. I'm not comfortable yet. I'd rather have 100% of the share, but I'm very strong within the community with the local suppliership. Mm -hmm. I'm strong with the employees. I'm strong with putting a products out there that is more sustainable. So B Corp gives you a structure. And as a company, you kind of structure it the way you want it also to grow. And I could import a product from China and be a B Corp. Okay. That's, not about, that's not about what I'm doing. It's about everything else. It touches the people. It touches your community, your suppliership, your mm -hmm. governance. It's really the, it's holistic. It's in the entire mm -hmm. businesses. And it sounds like the distinction between B Corp and C Corp, and just again to level setting, is one is a benefit and one is solely driven by maximizing stakeholder value. Absolutely. And so you define what benefit means within the construct of yes. the legal Definition. Definition. It, it has to be also socially and environmentally driven. Okay. Okay. That's really that the is two the basic. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So why did you choose to certify your business as a B Corp? You know what? I find that the more I listen to the younger generation, first of all, I have to say that after a trip around the world for 18 months, there was one common thing that I saw. It was the environment being in every country I visited. Mm -hmm. So first, I knew that I wanted to start a business with a good impact on the environment. Mm -hmm. That was something, you know, I, I really wanted to do. And once I started the business, even if my values were in line, the product was in line, I needed a structure. Mm -hmm. And when I discovered B Corp, I figured that I would be able to grow my business on very strong basis. Mm -hmm. I could also, for me, attract people with the same values and growing a business with people that believes in the same values mm -hmm. for me was important. And I realized that generation, the Z coming out, they want to work for people that they have the same values, that they're in mm -hmm. line with their project. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to be, you know, they want to buy a product that has social and, and environmental benefits. So mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not about just a structure. It's about listening what the people want to mm -hmm. get involved mm -hmm. with. So for me, and to, I don't want to be a soap company. That's never mm -hmm. been my, my goal in life. I'm mm -hmm. part of an industry that creates a lot of plastic packaging. So I had the opportunity to start a business where I could be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. bring and use my business as a force for good, which is the tagline of a B Corp. So that's why I certified B Corp. Thank you. And Danielle, how do you connect with the idea of a B Corp? Well, I think uh, I have started my business about 24 years ago. Mm -hmm. And without uh, having the tools that we have today, mm -hmm. the mentors, uh, the association or corporation that help us to really be more structured and mm -hmm. like B Corp. It's, it, it, it was within, I think, me and my values because mm -hmm. when I started my business, it was all about non-invasive, non-surgical, completely natural, and in mm -hmm. respect with the body. So 24 years ago. So 
you know, sometimes when you're part of something within yourself, you don't mm -hmm. know how to express it because it is about you. It is your values. Mm -hmm. So entrepreneurs, they express their, their dreams and, and mm -hmm. their passion by going and doing it. And so mm -hmm. creating their own mm -hmm. company. So my company has actually um, very much the same values that you you heard with uh, with Annie and Annie and I are friends and we we collaborate uh, in many different uh, things that had to do with youth and and businesses and mentoring and environment sustainability. Someone told me about a few months ago. They said, "But Mrs. Henkel, your your company and what you've been doing is." technology, it's a green technology. And I said, yeah, actually, it's true. <laughs> Because I do produce product to cosmetic products. I have mm -hmm. nine products, but we did them from Montreal, from Quebec. The ingredients are mainly also from Canada. But we have decided, even though it was going to be costly or more expensive, we decided that we want to go that route. We mm -hmm. have today the obligation. We need to call on the conscious mm -hmm. of the buyers, the makers, the doers, and the one that have this obligation of mm -hmm. delivering a product or service, actually, with um, conscious, with um, the fact that we can't anymore do things the way we were doing them. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. possible. It's not acceptable, actually. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Um, and it's not just because the young people are demanding it. It is just because you can't. You cannot see what's happening and not react or mm -hmm. pro-react. That's what we do mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs. We create. We co-create. We, we have, actually, the opportunity and the duty to... Just call on everyone mm -hmm. and, and, and say, hey, you want to be part of this? Because if you don't, like Annie was saying before, you will not be part of this economy anymore. So you choose. But we cannot be afraid anymore to speak up. We can't. This is not possible. You know, it's been an interesting theme through the conference and the conversations I've been having about the idea that we have the opportunity to co-create. So often, we, as people who drive into our houses or drive into our garages and uh, we vote in elections, but that seems so far away and we may not choose to be a member of a city council and we have a job, we don't own a company, we may feel disconnected from the decision making. And yet, what I hear is every product we buy, every investment dollar we put in our 401k, Every choice we make, we get to vote. We do. We get to we we get to vote, but we also have to now mm -hmm. really think more clearly that everything that is happening around us, everything we have, the people mm -hmm. we vote for, uh, the 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 mayors that we have, mm -hmm. uh, the product we have and services we have, it's because of us. It's us. We decide of what kind of society we want. And mm -hmm. we have a great opportunity. It's mm -hmm. actually to be no more an observer, but an actor of our own decisions. Mm -hmm. We have the power to do. Annie was talking uh, before that her decision was to do things differently with mm -hmm. the values uh, in respect with the environment. 
But what I was thinking when she was talking is she has and she will need to be supported by everyone that buys these products. Mm -hmm. They need to be as conscious and as conscious of their role because we will not stay in business if we don't have buyers, if we don't have the community that support us. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we do face giant companies that have, a, I mean, humongous tools for marketing to try to invade our lives mm -hmm. and say, this mm -hmm. is what you need to buy. But today's day, no. I think we can make our own decision. We are smart enough. Mm -hmm. I disagree when they say, yeah, but you know, the social media and this. Why? Are we that stupid? Are we that, like, make followers? Can't we make our own decision? What else can do we need to see what's happening in the world to make the right decision? And it is up to us as a community, as a society. I think that's an important point that we collectively... I, I know in my community there are small business days, mm -hmm. and, and the encouragement is... After Black Friday, mm -hmm. then there's Small Business Monday or, or something like that. It, it is, you're going to buy some stuff from Amazon and then you're going to buy some stuff from your community. And it's probably always going to be a mix. Yeah. But let's make sure that we keep local business in that mix as prominent. Frankly, it should be Small Business Wednesday and then Black Friday. <laughs> It should be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then only one day Black Friday. But, but, but it, it's a great point, Annie, yeah, because... And the change is coming. It, it is, but it's, it's, it's too slow. It is I think it slow. is too slow, Annie. We need to speak up. We need to speak louder. Mm -hmm. We can't just keep doing what we're doing. You're working very hard. We're working we're, very hard. Yeah. You have so many great companies that are doing the right thing, mm -hmm. but nobody hears about them. You know why? Because they're working hard doing what they're doing. They're not out there speaking to people. So we need to find them, and we need to be aware of this. Um, the other thing is I have a message for our young people. It's beautiful to see them voting and going um, in the streets now and speaking up about the climate. Mm, yeah. I, I, I applaud that. But my concern is when they go home that same day, what they do is they go back on their computer and they order things from all these giant companies. So what about the GS? So there is a disconnect between the actions that we have and the doing that we do. So no, it's no, 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 no. If you want to help your society, the climate, and everything around, then why don't you buy local? Why don't you make sure that what you're buying is in line with your values, what you're proning now, what you're talking about now? So it's too easy to just push on the button and say send, and I just bought it because it's less expensive. Or people aren't aware. This right? is so, it. so I, I shop at a farmer's market, and then I shop at a local grocery store where, I, where it says on the, the packaging... This one is local. This one is from... So yep. if I want strawberries in the middle of the winter, they're not coming from Ohio. No. So I, I get to make that choice. Yeah. And I like that I have the option. Yeah. But I also have the option to find something... Thank you. ...that comes... From home. From, from home, from your community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What you just said, it's actually the way I lived my entire life. It's about choice. Mm -hmm. I believe that we all have the choice or choices. 
what I don't like is when someone is trying to shovel something into my throat, trying mm-hmm. to tell me that this is the only way or this is the only product or this is the only thing that you can have. It's not mm-hmm. true. We need to have the choice mm-hmm. and we need to make the right choice. If the choice is to buy on internet, so be it. But please, then don't say that you are participating to saving the world and the planet and, and our kids and our grandchildren. That's not mm-hmm. true. So at least admit it. Well, and it's not an either or in many cases, no, no, right? It's no. a both. It's both. I, I think I think as a business owner, we both, Danielle and I, have great opportunities to be influencers. Yes. And let's see it. And working uh, more and more women, men, entrepreneurs that do have that same aspiration where it's all in our collective interest to Mm -hmm. act that way and and, and to act more sustainably and uh, Mm -hmm. responsibly. And we're very lucky to be able to be in the forefront and be natural ambassadors Mm -hmm. for big movement right now. No, it's not going quick. Yes, it has to be in the mixed. But we do see the changes, and at some point that change will be much quicker because since, for me, 18 months, I've seen a tremendous switch in people's consuming habits. They want to consume less and better. You know, it's interesting being at this conference because each year there's a bit of a different focus Mm -hmm. depending on where, where we're meeting, but also the evolution of consciousness over the five years that I've been doing these interviews, we, we weren't talking B Corps five no. years ago. Yeah. No. We weren't talking... Sustainability and... Not no. as much. No. A little bit. A little bit. No, because they were, you know what, they were not embedded in the business model. It's always been an add-on, like mm-hmm. social responsibility or the corporate so- yeah, response. It's always been an add-on. Oh, you are in charge of sustainability. But now at that conference and where I just came from... It, you feel now it ha- it's being part of the business model, and that's a total different it, the approach. The legal structure, the legal structure that says that it is okay for me as a corporation now to act for the benefit of a larger group of exactly. stakeholders, because legally boards of directors and CEOs had to focus on maximizing profits. Absolutely. Yep. And as long as that was the case, mm-hmm. corporations were required mm-hmm. to act in that way. Exactly. But I think the change comes also from the fact that um, all these environmental things were the, the the work of organizations and so on. Today, it's no longer that. It's, it's, the, it's, grassroots. A, it's the grassroots. It's collective. And entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs. And not yeah. just those people. No, 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 no. Or exactly. no, no, absolutely exactly. not. It's the main. Yep. Okay, so we are going to be right back. And I encourage our listeners to think about where in your life are you buying local And where else could you expand your purchase of local? Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Innovative Leadership Institute is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and organization. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, the Innovative Leadership Institute has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. 
We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the capacity to update how they lead, identify, and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. The Innovative Leadership Institute offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit InnovativeLeadershipInstitute.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with the Innovative Leadership Institute. Visit InnovativeLeadershipInstitute.com today. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. You are listening to Innovative Leadership, co creating our future. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to info at Innovative Leadership Institute.com. Now, back to this week's program. So, welcome back. We are talking about B Corp social enterprise, social responsible business. So, Annie, when you started or shifted your company to a B Corp, that took, I'm guessing, a fair amount of courage to deviate from what is normal in your community. Yes, and mostly also where people are not ready for you to talk about those social and environmental Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, The biggest people against it were the financial, the bankers, and everyone Mm -hmm. that would support me financially didn't think that was a good idea because you're postponing profit, because you're not uh, going after maximizing Mm-hmm. your profit and they short term and they want to get paid and they don't quite understand so mm-hmm. to a point of starting a business and right away establishing your structure as a b corp mm-hmm. was in 2014 unheard of we were maybe a few companies in canada that actually uh, were b corp we were meeting on, on maybe uh, once a month we were three around the table it was, really? Oh, no, absolutely. I was right at the beginning of the movement. Okay. But um, after that, being able to have the courage to stand behind your values, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that was such a big courage because I was managing with my own values. I would come back at home at night where I saw the kids uh, composting. I remember my little boy mm-hmm. had bought one day Tic Tacs. <laughs> he didn't like that. But he put all the Tic Tacs in the compost and the packaging in the recycling. And I said, okay, you know what? That's it. That's why we're doing it. That's why mm-hmm. we'll fight mm-hmm. for it. Because my father, uh, I was lucky enough to, to grow up in an entrepreneurial uh, environment where my mom, both my mom and my dad, had businesses. And at 10 years old, I realized that an entrepreneur, first of all, to have your own business, you could support your family. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. But secondly... 
the entrepreneur was involved in the community. My father mm -hmm. was president of the uh, Lion Clubs, and my mother was in charge of theater, and my father would organize the uh, Christmas parade. <laughs> and I even remember one day, uh, there was a big arrival of Cambo uh, Cambodian people from mm -hmm. Cam uh, Cambodia, Cambodia uh, by boat. And my father, with other people from the village, mm -hmm. uh, bought a house to uh, be able to receive a family of mm. 15 people. Mm. And we kind of said, oh my God, the entrepreneur, I personally said the entrepreneur is more than managing a business. Mm -hmm. They're involved in the community. So did it take me a lot of courage? I wanted that role model. I wanted to be him. He told me, mm -hmm. Annie, you know, always leave more to the next generation than what you've received. Mm -hmm. And I didn't take this as profit or money. I took it as leaving something, a better legacy, mm -hmm. leave, leaving a heritage that my kids would be proud of. And you know what? At 42, when you start your own business, I had the privilege to be able to, um, to run my business on, on these issues. So... Yeah, maybe courage back then, but today very happy because um, we end up being leaders that are more authentic, that manages business with a real, real goal, a, a real desire to change. Mm -hmm. So I think, and people, you know, with the next generation, or not just the next, I, I, I want to mm -hmm. say everyone yeah. can see through the big companies now. They will research, they will see if you're authentic, mm -hmm. they will see if you're really transparent. And your storytelling really matters. And uh, like I said, I just don't sell just soap today. I sell a change of habits. I sell more than, than just a product. You sell respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You sell respect for everything. So one more question for you, and then, Danielle, I'm going to ask you the same thing. You've talked about some of your objectives in, in starting your business. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to share? You've talked about leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. You've talked about responsible packaging. You've talked about uh, buying locally. Yeah. What else? Changing consumers' habit. This is okay. my vision. This is my long-term vision because we are in a, a time where, for me in my industry, we are creating a big plastic footprint. So we need to be able to offer products that has less plastic packaging, that has no packaging, and we can really change consumers' habit. So my vision long-term is definitely to be part of a movement where we, uh, we change these habits. As we're thinking about the global climate change and the global impact on the climate, mm -hmm. whether it's carbon footprint, or plastic footprint, this seems foundational at this moment in time and history. Absolutely. And if I cannot do, I cannot do this alone. So let's start with my business, with the people, if I can't, if I can be a reference or an influencer mm -hmm. just with my mm -hmm. own colleagues, that we all act in the same interest globally to improve our community and improve the environment, then it's okay. I've done my job. After that, it's going to grow. But I think we have to start with what we have. We are privileged today to have mm. the position we're in. Yes, we, we have are. businesses. We, we have the opportunity to create jobs, create better jobs, and, and be there as leaders that they can really look up and say, oh, maybe I want to start my own business on the same schemes of values. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not influence them that way? 
And there are women business owners around the world now that are doing this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, and being more, imp uh, I think, empathy. If mm -hmm. I had three words today that I wish uh, students would learn would be the value of empathy, ethics, and purpose. I think those are really strong today. Thank you. And Danielle, you've been in business for, you said, 24 years. Mm -hmm. So how about you in the social and environmental objectives that you built your business on? Well, I am in the, what they call uh, medical aesthetic, but actually I would call it, I'm in the wellness business. I'm in the well-being business. I have ever always been. Okay. Uh, without knowing that it was a wellness or well-being, I was actually defending the fact that we needed to be aware of what we put on our skin, uh, what we do to our body, inside and outside. Uh, the fact that our skin is the largest uh, respiratory organ. Lots of people don't know that. So whatever you put in or on, your skin mm -hmm. goes in. So there are so many things that I was concerned and I wanted to share. It also had a more deeper purpose. Mm -hmm. the, deep, the, the, the purpose was women have always been, um, how do you say that, categorized. Uh, but the fact that we want to be pretty and we want to look young and we want to always, we are obsessed with our body and, and, and I would say that I have met many women that are not like that. But unfortunately, we don't see them, we don't hear about them. We need to have the courage to just accept who we are mm -hmm. and to take care of ourselves the way we feel. Again, it goes back to being conscious being conscious of, I have the choice of taking care of me, of my body. I cannot be the puppet of someone that sells something and that I become the, the cobaye, you know, um, trying these things to please someone mm -hmm. else. I could make a choice of doing it. That doesn't mean that you don't need to look good. You could look good, but stay who you are. Be proud of who you are. So. The combination of what I do is actually giving back or talking about giving back the power to us. Mm -hmm. Let's take our power, let's choose what we want to use, what we want to do to our body. The other thing is, socially, I think we women are prone to be mothers, right? Not everyone wants to be and not everyone can be, but the one that wants to be, we have to remember that the body is like a temple. We're going to carry a baby. We're going to give life. So we can't do anything within our body. It's dangerous. So that's the reason why I went into a direction that is natural, mm -hmm. non-invasive, non-surgical. It is my way of saying you could still be beautiful. You could still do whatever you wish. But just be part of this movement of I like who I am and the way I look. I don't need to be anyone else. That's what I do. And that comes from within my, between my ears, more than anything else. Absolutely. My choice to accept that I was born short. Absolutely. That I was born with brown hair. Whatever it is I'm choosing, yeah. but it's to accept. We're different. Let's say it. Mm -hmm. We are unique, so we are different.
There is not one Maureen anywhere else identical to you physiologically, uh, psychologically, humanly. Mm-hmm. You're That's unique. Okay. It, no, but seriously, thank you, God. <laughs> but we are different. This is what we don't. We want to be like her. We want to mm-hmm. look like her. You can't look like her no matter what you're going to do. So just to be okay, just to be at ease with this pressure mm-hmm. that society. But actually, if we say stop, and we are, I'll take as an example, just a community. If mm-hmm. it, within that community, women say, stop, enough. I'm going to say no, no more pressure. Mm-hmm. I want to be who I am. Stop telling me what to wear, the way I look or the way I should look, or the way I speak, or if I should stay at home, or if I should be a businesswoman, or if I should stay just a worker. This is about us. It's about you. Take the decision for you. I think the pressure will be less if we start all saying enough. You know, it seems like we, we are coming around again more full circle to take care of myself, take care of my community, mm-hmm. take care of my family, and there are a, a package of choices I make every day. From the moment I get up, what do I put on my face yes. and my skin? Do I color my hair? Do I? And it's not to say I'm going to supposed to look frumpy. No. Yeah, we're no. wearing high heel shoes, both of us. Yes. So no. this is yes. this is not the, no. the anti-feminine club. Absolutely, or like, fashion. Like a, we yeah. could be fashion, but we could be fashion more respectful of. Uh, and he was talking about buying things locally. I buy 98 percent of my clothes from local designers. They make everything in Quebec. This is what I've decided to do for the longest that I remember before even we were talking about helping because I am an entrepreneur. I need people to buy from me. Mm-hmm. That's why I relate to any other businesses. What I want people to do for me, I'm going to do for others. This is giving back. You know, when we talk mm-hmm. about giving back, and I never think about just making money. Money will come when you do the right thing with the right people because you don't want every customer. You can't. But you want the right ones that, that belong to your way of thinking, your values. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to conquest the world. Absolutely not. But I remember that because of my actions, because of the fact that I was coherent for so long, then the public has decided that they wanted me to be a voice. Mm-hmm. I did not decide to be the voice, they said. And this is a privilege. I don't take it for granted. I am very careful because this is not mine. I speak in the name of others. So I have to be very careful about the way I think, the way I, I mean, carry myself. Mm-hmm. Because I'm responsible. I'm carrying certain responsibilities. You know, people say, you're a model. You're my model. No, I don't want to be your model. Neither your idol. I, I don't like it. I just want and I wish, not even want, to be your inspiration. Take what you like. Mm-hmm. Leave what you don't. It's okay. Well, and that's where both of you are quite the inspiration. And it is through telling stories and hearing the stories that these things are possible. 
that we're able to inspire. It's not the burning platform that I'm going to throw you into the water when your home burns. It's that I see that something else is possible and that's what I aspire to. And it is possible. It is. Mm -hmm. I, and both of you have illustrated that yeah. beautifully. Thank you. Well, we, we for, for, for us, I think the word impossible does not exist. I mean, every day we get someone somewhere to tell us that it is impossible. I, of course, because sometimes my first question is if someone says, you know, Mrs. Henkel, this is not possible. I mean, don't go there. My first question is, did you try it? And 99% of the time, that same person says, no, I have not. And I'm like, okay, so I'll try it. I may, I may burn my finger, but it is my choice. But I'm not just going to take, it is impossible, because you have not even tried it. Well, and both of you try reasonable things. Of course. You're not blowing your business oh, up no, over no, something. No, 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 no. no we believe, we believe we're able to exist. We believe yeah. that we're able to do what we're doing. And mostly I have faith in a better world. I do mm -hmm. have faith, and I have faith in people. And I have faith we're able to change altogether. So that's why I continue, and that's why I'm happy to be, to be here and sharing, because we mm -hmm. need to do that. We need to share yeah. our stories. And to measure. So as... As I think of people listening to this show, there are going to be some young women who hear you and are inspired. There are going to be some young men who want to follow a socially conscious corporation or, or work for an organization like yours. What is the guidance that you would give? And there are going to be people who are retiring who say, now I can do this. I have a pension or I, I've accomplished what I want to in the world in in this one realm, and I want to move into this new realm. What would you say to someone who is considering and probably has some concerns? As soon as you have the desire of uh, starting a business, in my case, mm -hmm. or and you want to bring new changes, as soon as you put it on paper and you start talking about it, you've got 50% of the job done. Mm -hmm. So I know people have great ambition and have projects, and I did too. And I, say I, I did not know if I would have started my business or not, and I didn't invent anything. I'm producing cleaning products and a body line. So it's not as if I was searching for the best ideas ever. Every idea is good, and we can put, we can start a business on on a, any sort of product or services mm -hmm. with our values on, with our values. So really, I just feel that I don't know quite the, what you're, I know what you're asking, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to give one single thing. I think we're able to, to mm -hmm. I don't know, write and talk about what you want to do. And believe me, it's going to happen. Thank you. Well, I would say, well, thank you, but I would say that uh, no matter who you are, what social ranking you are in, um, what your dreams can be, and what, what generation you are. Mm -hmm. Honestly, 
it's never too late to do something, whatever you wish for. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about doing business. Mm -hmm. You could just be part of a business. You know, if you're 65 years old or 70 and you feel that you can contribute to a local business, just go. And if you wish to work for two days and give a hand, just have fun. Actually, it is about having fun. It is about participating to something that you all believe in. It doesn't matter what it is. Just go. Just enjoy. Just be part of actually just rediscover you and them because you may find things that are just amazing impressive when humans get together oh my god that's when we create the world this is it so let's get together that's what I have as as really a message let's get together have the courage actually <laughs> well, and the theme of the conference is courage. Yes, have the and courage. it does take courage. Absolutely. Have the courage of going towards the unknown. So tell me about a time you took a big risk. Because it's easy to say courage, and I'm guessing both of you have, have hit points where you weren't sure how you, you did something and you wish you had made a different mm -hmm. choice. Absolutely. Uh, so tell us, because again, it's easy for people who hear your stories of success mm -hmm. to think you got it right. No, 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 no. Okay. They, they need to understand that the road is filled with times when I went to bed discouraged, not thinking I was going to make it, but then again, wake up the next morning with butterflies in my stomach, couldn't wait to go to the office, open the light and start my day. Um, it's a roller coaster. We do hit rock bottom many times, but I think what we learn and what we're made of is that we're able to just say, let's get up and start again. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've had moments where I was on trips and none of my credit card would work because I was completely loaded everywhere. I didn't have mm -hmm. the money to pay my hotel rooms. But you continue and you find out ways. And mm -hmm. at some point, it makes mm -hmm. sense to continue. But no, we it's not an easy path. But I don't want to certainly sound like or discourage anyone. No. It, we have our mm -hmm. own path. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say that even though we have those difficult moments, the rewards are much greater. And what I wanted people to hear is... We're I, human. Well, we're human, <laughs> and it gets hard. It does. It gets, uh, we have massive doubts. <laughs> that How am I going to get through this? One? And I had two young children of three and four years old when I decided to, like Danielle say, jump without my parachute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And every morning I would say, why am I doing this to them? I could, I can find a job tomorrow morning. I have mm -hmm. two arms, two legs, a head. Um, I can start doing something, but mm -hmm. yet something kept me in there mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. So really they were the reason why I continued, even though sometimes I was wondering, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I going to give them the future that my father gave me? Will they be able to go to school? God, I had all those questions. And now they're 10 and 12. Mm -hmm. They're part of the business. <laughs> they come work every work weekend with me. <laughs> they're my models. Uh, they're part of it. And they're proud of yeah. their mother. And you know what? As a mother, there's nothing more gratifying than that. That's true. 
Well, I would like to say that being an entrepreneur is not a trend, nor a game. We just, we are who we are. We, mm -hmm. we, it's a profession. Uh, being a surgeon, being a nurse, being a teacher, uh, it's a choice. Well, being an entrepreneur, it is a choice, but we need to know that we're getting, like I said before, into the unknown and hard times uh, ahead of us. I remember many, 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 many days and many times where I didn't have uh, three meals to put on the table. I have four children, three daughters and a son. They're all in the companies right now. But I remember going to the grocery store and filling up my card, you know, the card, mm -hmm. and uh, getting to uh, the cashier where in front of everyone, you know, your pride takes a hit when the cashier looks at you in front of everyone and says, sorry, it's not going through. So you have to empty half of your card in front of everyone. And in that card, I didn't have anything, I mean, extra. It was mm -hmm. the, the strict minimum. So I do know what it is to not have. And I do know what it is to, to be able, even today, mm -hmm. to lose everything. Mm -hmm. We go through sacrifices, but I love what I do. And I will not change this for anything in the world. This is who I am. Thank you both. You know, what shines through as I watch you mm -hmm. is your values mm -hmm. that you put leaving the world better being a role model for your children, creating an environment for people to follow ahead of making money. Yes. And you still expect to make money. Of course. You still plan to pay the bills. And you do still pay the bills. But it's, it is the, the view of values first that is a beautiful example. So for our listeners, can you give us how to contact you? and how they would buy your products. Oh, my God. Including the ones Absolutely. who are out of the 500 miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, the name of the company is The Unscented Company. So it's all available online. And they can certainly contact me personally with Annie at unscentedco.com. Thank you. For me, it's daniellehenkel.com or daniellehenkelcosmetic.com and daniellehankel.tv if you want to be inspired or have tools uh, to help you grow your business or just to share with us. Thank you so, so much. And my name is Danielle Henkel. You could reach me at danielleh at daniellehankel.com. Thank you both. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you. It was lovely. listening today and I hope you enjoyed the conversation that Maureen had with one of our ILA thought leaders and we look forward to having you join us throughout this 15 podcast series on leadership during these turbulent times. Thank you for joining us at the International Leadership Association Conference Interview Series, recorded live in Ottawa, Canada. We love to hear your feedback, and part of the feedback that really inspires us is letting us know how these interviews have impacted you personally and your organization. Please reach out to me at info at innovateleader.com or on LinkedIn, connect with me as Maureen Metcalf. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf 
next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll join us then and have a great week.